Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. How are you, Mace? All right. How are you? I'm good. Uh, is And I'll ask both of you right off the hop. Is there any band that you would want to see that no matter what the price of the ticket is, you would spend? No. Danny? I'm poor, so I don't think that it. I have the option to spend whatever I want. Well, let's say you had money. Let's say you had. We're making tons of money. Is there one band that you'd want to see? You'd be like, I'd be willing to spend seven to eight hundred dollars a ticket. Um, I might pay more than more than like market value for an Aerosmith ticket. Okay, and for you, no way. Not really. No. no. Um, but then again, I'm not a live music person. Oh, okay. Because uh, for Mandy, uh, hers is Duran Duran. Now, remember, she's a UK gal. That was her band growing up, and we actually did see them uh, in Vegas about three, four years ago. And when she told me the price of the tickets, I nearly fell over. And now we're looking to go see them again. And as I'm looking at them, I'm about to fall over. Didn't uh, Duran Duran uh, make it onto uh, Coffee Coffee Talk? Like Richmond. Don't do not make fun of them. Not with uh, Mandy. Possibly. I'm not, I'm not making fun of oh, them. I'm, no. ju- I'm just pointing out that I think they it may was, have. I was Linda Richmond who said in her accent, which I can't do very well. I can't. That Duran Duran is neither Duran nor Duran. Discuss. By the way, there's a reason behind their name. I can't remember what it is. I'm sure we could find out pretty I, easy. I know Mandy knows for sure. I so, think- so you say fall over. Like, we're, what level are we talking? Like four figures. Yeah. With that high fourth, like five figures. Time now for the lead. Oy. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Not five figures. All right, there are a lot four of, figures. Yes. Yeah, four figures. All right, a lot of national football analysts like the Broncos. They're bullish on the Broncos because of the addition of Russell Wilson. But there is one guy who is not, and that is NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks. I mean, Dion is, is so optimistic over here. He's ready to give those guys a vision. But when I look at this team from 1 to 53, I feel like they're at the bottom of the division. Mm-hmm. I look at what the Kansas City Chiefs have done, the Chargers, and the Raiders, and I do not see a more talented team for the Broncos. Yes, Russell Wilson comes over. He certainly closes the gap at the quarterback position. But the rest of the teams, the rest of the teams are absolutely loaded. Defensively, they're loaded. Every team that we mentioned this division has two pass rushes that can get after it. We talk about the wide receivers and the playmakers. I think we rank all those positions out. The Broncos would finish at the bottom of the pack in all of those categories. So unless he's able to pull a rabbit out of the hat, I just don't see the Broncos closing the gap and being a very competitive championship caliber team. You agree? Not entirely, although I think he does make a a point that it is possible that in this division – the Broncos might have done all this work to finish 9-8 and eight in fourth place. They could. Listen, Bucky Brooks makes a lot of valid points. 
And I would say this to anybody who is a huge Broncos fan who would say that I'm wrong. I'll start by saying this. Give me a worse pass rushing duo in the AFC West than what the Broncos currently have, especially knowing you have two guys that are injury prone and one guy has a problem staying on the field historically because of off the field issues. And that's the thing is the, the trouble staying on the field best ability is availability because right. I mean you could look for example well we, but, he, I mean you could look at you could look at the Chiefs and say well in terms of it you know maybe they're maybe they're not quite as good but they have Chris Jones on the interior right and then Frank Clark outside and then George Carlaft is outside. let me ask you so it, are you talking about a duo it includes interior people as well so you'd have to give the Chiefs the edge over the Broncos. is Bradley is Bradley Chubb better than Frank Clark uh no is Randy Gregory better than Frank Clark? No, I mean, both could be, but they're not proven in the way that Frank Clark is. Okay. So, and then we already know what the Chargers have, yeah. and we already know what the Raiders have. We don't even need to go down that road, do we? I understand that the Chiefs have a, a rookie on the other side, but to your I mean, point... Clark has been to three straight Pro Bowls. Right. Right. He didn't. He only had four and a half sacks last year, but then you have his the peers still thought enough of him to put him in the Pro Bowl. And then you have the guy in the middle. Right, Jones. Mm-hmm. Right, Broncos have anybody like that? No. You're hoping Draymond Jones can can Hope. be good. Hope, but Chris Jones is he's a Chris, pro bowler. Chris Jones might be in terms of being an interior pass rusher. He might be second to only Aaron Donald. Right. He's very good. Right. <laughs> I understand the Broncos have Pat Sertan, and he's terrific. It's a drop off after that. Right? Yeah. Okay. Ronald Darby's a perfectly fine number two corner. He's fine. And K1 Williams is a good slot good slot corner. You're fine, you're good, you can go, you can play, you can win with those guys. But they're not pro but except for Sertan, you're not talking about being a Pro Bowl caliber player. Now let's talk about the wide receivers. All right. The Broncos have volume, but nobody's proven. Except from except for Cortland Sutton. Pre ACL. Right. Um I would say the Raiders have a better wide receiving core. I would say the Chiefs have a better wide receiving core. I mean, right now the Chiefs receivers are Marquez Valdez Scantling, mm-hmm. Juju Smith Schuster, right? A lot of syllables, right? And uh, McCole Hardman, right? And then if you factor the tight end, if you go pass catchers, well, then you've got Travis Kelsey. And the Broncos also have the number four tight end as well. Now let's look at running back. I like Javante. I like the duo of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. I think you can make the case that they have the best running back room. I'm, yes. with, you, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, I like Justin Simmons very, very much. Uh, but for my money, he's the second best safety in the division. Behind Derwin James. There you go. LA. Yeah. Right. Offensive line. Is there anybody overly special? You're like, wow, I've got a game plan for him. Maybe Garrett Bowles. He's the best of the bunch. Right. Who'd you rather have? Rashawn Slater or Garrett Bowles? Short and long. Short term, if you're saying if Bowles can get back on track, but he's got, he has to get back on track. Right. Now, I think he can. Maybe he won't match what he was in 2020, but I think he's better than he showed last year. And I think you agree with me on this. Yes. Here's the difference. But Rashawn Slater looks like he's about to become one of those guys who goes to the Pro Bowl every year. And let's throw in a brand new coaching staff mm-hmm. where it's going to probably take a little bit of time. I don't necessarily agree, disagree with Bucky Brooks. 
on a lot of different levels because all we're clinging to is hope because you would think it could only go up after last year anyway. So we got Russell Wilson. All right. But when you look at the other teams in the division, did anybody really get worse? No, can- everybody got can- better. Kansas city. You could argue because they lost, they traded Tyree kill and they lost Tyron Matthew. You could argue that they got a, they got a half step worse, but in recent years, they've been number one, number two seed. It doesn't mean that the Chiefs suddenly got bad. Yeah. And oh, and 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 oh, by the way, I actually think their their wide receiver core is deeper and more diverse than what they had with Tyree Kill. They're trying to kind of do the uh, Oakland A's Moneyball thing of recreating Hill in the aggregate. And frankly, with Juju and Valdez Scantling. I think they might be able to recreate him in the aggregate, as it were. When I look at individuals on the field defensively, there's nobody I game plan for. Do you, on the Broncos? Yeah. yeah. Do you see anybody you're game planning for? On Denver's defense? Yeah. You're accounting for Justin Simmons' range. Okay. And so maybe you're going to be hesitant about going deep. That's... It and oh by the way, as good as Justin Simmons is, Broncos did get beat down the middle by time to time. Look, look at the Cincinnati game for example. Right, and look oh, at the by, Baltimore game. And oh by the way, uh, going deep, uh, you might be going up against Caden Stearns because I think he's going to wind up winning the battle anyway over Kareem Jackson. I think that is going to happen. There's nothing about the Denver defense that honestly truly scares me. Uh, as far and we can talk all day about Jerry Judy. But we're talking about potential. And potential is code for you haven't done it yet. That's all potential means. You haven't done it yet. If you look at the top wide receivers from each team, Cortland Sutton is fourth. Yes. If you look at the number two wide receivers. Because, I mean, you're, you're, who do you think is the Chiefs' top receiver right now? Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. And Proven player. Proven player. And just a real quick look at his numbers. He his last thousand yard season was in 2018. He actually he 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 didn't have a touchdown last year, but only played five games. Right. As recently as 2029 touchdowns, 831 yards. And oh, but with all respect to Ben Roethlisberger, he's about to have a better someone much better throwing him the ball than Roethlisberger was by the end. This is where Broncos fans, and I am included in this, are betting on the come. I look at Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker with Tim Tebow, and I'm expecting. Wide receivers here to make a jump because of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. On the surface, Bucky is right. But I think those wide receivers take a, a tremendous step because they have a guy who can get them the ball. Plus, they are finally a franchise that believes for the first time since 2015 that they can do something significant. And I believe there's a lot to that. There is a lot to that, but there's also... You've got a lot of guys who have not accomplished anything significant in the NFL. Right. I mean, I think we we were discussing a few of us in the media room today. There aren't many Super Bowl rings on that roster. Brandon McManus. Right. Ronald Darby. He won one Philadelphia. Yeah, well. It's pretty sparse. Right. You don't have a lot of playoff experience on this roster. Forget about Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of playoff experience on this roster. Bottom line Someone is... Someone like Billy Turner is one of the most experienced playoff players on the team just because he went to Green Bay for three years. 
Broncos fans and the front office are hoping that Russell Wilson is the magic elixir. He will be the rising tide that raises all boats. Coming up after the break, Avalanche are going to return to action either Saturday or Monday. They're going to either play the Wild or the Blues. It's going to be a pretty extensive extended break, potentially, if it goes to Monday. Is that a big deal? Let's go back to 2007 with the Rockies. They had an extended break. Was that a big deal? After a World Series sweep, I'd say yeah. Yes. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Well, this is definitely way back Wednesday music, isn't it? Yeah. Is this the monkeys? It is uh, Paul Revere and Paul the Raiders. And the Raiders. Sounds like Mickey Dolan singing this, the drummer. Probably all sound a little similar back then, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, there was a distinct sound to about the to a lot of the music from like '65 to '68. Yeah, I think Carol King wrote a bunch of songs for the beat for the uh, Monkees. Yeah, she's, she's one of the best songwriters of all time. People and she just and this was stunning to me how she was just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. When I saw she was being inducted, I'm thinking, how was she not in there a decade ago? She's been inducted twice. Okay. According to her. As bio. a singer and then as, as a, a songwriter. Song, right. As a singer and a songwriter. Ah, uh, yes. okay. Good. Yeah. Because she's fantastic. She was a better songwriter than a singer, and she's a tremendous singer. Yeah. She was, uh, let's see here. I'm on her Wikipedia page really quick. I want to find out when, when she went, when, when it, she went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist. Yep. In 2021, yes, she went we in go. as a songwriter right. in 1990. So right. she just now made it as a performer, right? And she was a better songwriter. I mean, who she but she got in for first is unbelievable. To, but she she got in first as a songwriter, which would which would make sense. She, I mean, not not to not to impugn yeah. her uh, her her solo work, but right. it's about the songwriting for her. She was a songwriter. She never wanted to sing. Mm-hmm. And it's James Taylor who convinced her to sing. And then her career took off, and now she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a singer because of James Taylor. With yeah. that, I want to tell you about mighty plumbing, heating, and air. Weather quickly changing. It's going to be in the 90s coming up, so better get your 30-point inspection with mighty plumbing, heating, and air. Beat the rush while it is still inexpensive. Also, this may get $150 off any AC repair and or get 150 bucks off of any plumbing service. You're going to love working with Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. See why they have over 800 five-star Google reviews. And I've written one of them because I got my AC unit from them as well. I love the fact that they showed up on time. I got a great deal. I got a great product in Rudd, which is the best out there. And that baby should last me for at least 15 years or longer. Loved working with Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. You will too. Go to MightyPH.com. Carol King, among the songs she wrote was... um. The Locomotion. Yep. 
I'm into something good. Recorded by, among others, Herman. She Summit. she wrote one fine day. She hold on, let me see. Let you me, may, natural woman that Aretha Franklin. Made she famous. she wrote Aretha Franklin's signature song. That alone should get you in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Well, she did. She was inducted. That's what in I mean. Yeah, that's. I mean, even if she did nothing else other than that, right? Right. And I think is there something on there? Uh, a couple of monkey songs she wrote. Uh, let me uh, find out here. Uh, let's see. She wrote Pleasant Valley Sunday we for the monkeys. Right. And um yeah, that that's that's the That's one a that great wrote. song. Yes. That's a really, really good song. Hint, hint, Danny. Time now for the buzz. <laughs> the buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Okay, the Avalanche are going to return to action either this Saturday or Monday at home. They're either going to play the Wild or the Blues in the Western Conference semifinals. Blues beat the Wild handily last night, 5-2. to two. Uh, So right now it's looking like the Blues. No pun intended. Uh, how much do you think this extended break for the Avs will help them or hurt them? And if you had your choice, would you rather play your first semifinal game on Saturday or Monday? And oh, by the way, uh, Jared Besnar addressed Darcy Kemper, and he believes that Kemper will be ready to go for game one. If if Darcy Kemper were healthy, I think we'd be talking about how it hurts him more. The fact that Dar- Darcy Kemper could get healthy and and the only time missed might be game four of the Predator series, I think on balance means it'll help. It'll help more than hurt. That alone, that alone. normal situation, uh, goal, goaltender not dealing with an eye, a potential eye injury, an injury around the eye. We t- I, I would say clearly this is going to, this has probably got a better chance of hurting them than helping. What because will they hurt get out them? The time off because it gets them out of rhythm. Oh, God. Well, um, they swept the Blues and then came out and barnstormed Vegas in the first two games. And then they lost the next four. But it's about the first game back. It's about rust. Right? It's about rust. It's about rust, but... No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. They came back and won game one, seven to one. When you but have a remember, load- but you had, but they, they didn't have Flurry playing that night. They had Leonard. Remember, the, 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 the Golden Knights had gone seven. They won game two. The Golden Knights had gone seven That's in the fine. previous series. They won game two. Rust is about your first game back, not your fifth game back. Not your fourth game back, first game back. And yes, they had Leonard, but your argument loses a little bit of steam when they yeah. lost, when they beat one, one in game two with Flurry and Nett. They, yeah, and then eventually they wore down. But that's one example. Over, there are a lot of examples where rust is a thing. And I think well, last year wasn't for the Avs. No, it wasn't, but it, right. it was. It, it has how, been, how was it? it? Has, no, it has been for other teams. But I, ha- I, I'm not I'm not microwing it down to one team. Oh, okay. I'm macroing it over the bigger picture. Okay. Just, just because it worked that way last year doesn't mean it works this way this year. I mean, the, remember that you did the Golden Knights coming in off of a kind of a, a knockdown drag out seven game series. Now, if if the Blues get it done in six games, then maybe that's going to be the kind of the happy medium of just enough rest. No, uh, no rust doesn't make a difference. Well, you're not really comparing this to what happened with the Rockies in 2007, are you? Because that's the team I covered. And I can tell you a, well, lot, a, lot, a lot of reasons why they lost. That's the primary example of a team that did get out of it. It's a bad example, and I'll tell why? you why. Because that team was on a tremendous roll 
winning 14 of 15 to close the regular season. Then they swept the Phillies in the division series. And then they had a little bit of time off, and then they swept the Diamondbacks. Right. Eight days is a long time. Okay. That is, I'm with you. That is too long. But specifically for a team that was a 500 team for the entire season leading up to September 15th, they just happened to catch a wave. And oh, by the way, they ran into a Red Sox team that was a bunch of professional hitters. I don't care if the Rockies would have had three days off. They would have gotten swept. But we see this in other, in, in all they sorts of They would have gotten sports. swept. Right. We see this in all sorts of sports. Like, for example, um, even though the seeding works against the, this team, what do we see every year happen one out of two times in the NCAA tournament most years? We see a team that plays that play-in game mm-hmm. turn around as an 11 or a 12 and go upset a 5 or a 6 seed. Basically happens half the time. Like one of the... It, so why... So in the big picture, if all things were equal, you would not expect an 11 or 12 seed to win that game half the time. Why? It's because it's because they're in more of a rhythm. You have the other team... You have the 5 or 6 seed that has had, that has had some rust. That's why it happens pretty often. We see it in in college basketball conference tournaments as well. Like that, the team that's played a game or two, that's played a game has a game in the bag going against a higher seed, end up end up winning, playing better than you expect. Why? Because they're in a little bit of a rhythm. There is something to that, but I would say any potential negative, like I've said earlier, is outweighed by getting Darcy Kemper back. Even if they were, even if they had to sit out for twelve days. If 12 days meant Darcy Kemper getting back, you'd take 12 days. Well, I think it would benefit the Avs in two different ways if they play on Saturday. One, they got some nice rest. And number two, they're not playing the Wild and Marc-Andre Fleury. Because if it that go- would help. Right. Well, so that, the, 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 you the don't only, want that matchup. The only way they play Saturday is if the Blues close it out. That's it. Here's my only concern about the Blues. Only concern. Think they're going to have some motivation after getting embarrassed in the playoffs last year by the Avs? Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if min- it's going to min- make a difference in the series. But no, they're, they're not. But they're going to be feisty. This is not going to be a sweep. If it's the Blues, I think the Avs will win. Yep. But I could see Avs Blues going six games. Yeah. Which actually would I honestly I think it'd be a healthy thing for the Avs. Well, I'd like to see them get pushed in this series. Well, you and I Safe, t- kind of safely pushed. You and I talked about it. I did not have a problem. I wouldn't have had a problem at all if the um, if the Avs would have lost Game Four. Right. With losses, you have teaching moments. It's hard to have teachable moments when you win because guys are feeling good about themselves. But I think with this team, they are so hyper focused, so hyper focused. The Avs were a better. The Avs are a better team than Nashville. We can both agree mm-hmm. on that, and everyone around the NHL would agree with that. But they are not so much better where Nashville led for less than five minutes in the entire series. Well, that's what we said yesterday. They, they are not we, that much better. We, that's what we said yesterday. We looked around and said, you have around the NHL, you have all these series that are 2-2. Now some are 3-2 because you're getting into the fifth game. 3-1 um, three, three, was the, there were no other sweeps. A lot, a lot of close games. It wasn't that the Preds were bad. It was that the Avalanche were that good. Right. I would agree. 
Coming up after the break, PGA Tour coming back to Colorado. So does this mean the door is going to be open for maybe a full-time event here like we used to see with the International? The modified Stableford scoring system. Right. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at SDHMazda.com. PGA Tour returning to Colorado for the 2024 BMW Championship at Castle Pines, where they used to play the International. Uh, International was canceled back in 2006. Last PGA tournament played in Colorado was the BMW at Cherry Hills in 2014. I was there, and it was absolutely fantastic. You think this is the first step to the PGA returning full-time to Colorado? I'm not sure. I'm not sure full-time basis maybe they get back for more uh one-offs like this maybe you find a way to get a a a, a course like uh cherry hills back in the uh in the major rotation as it was a long time ago right i think that i'm not sure regular tournaments coming back it's not and there are a lot of reasons the tiger woods reason is passed of course that's a big reason why the international went away it's one of many reasons one of many reasons oh, but it, another reason was how often, and it was very often, was the international played by lightning delays? That's not why. Colorado, Colorado in August, and in the summer That's in general, why. is not a place for a golf tournament. I, I was knee-deep in this story when I was at Fox yeah. 31. For starters, they had a very difficult time securing top-dollar sponsorships. That was a real problem for them. Tiger Woods hurt, was involved with that. When, Ti- he, was, when he wasn't playing the tournament, it was they lost their... Because they used to have a sponsor's name on the tournament. Right. And then it went away. Yeah. Number two, it was always played the first full weekend in August, the weekend right before the PGA Tour Championship. And guys who are playing majors don't like to play a weekend someplace and then two days later have to go play a major and your first practice round is on a Tuesday or you get there on a Monday. Not to mention when you're playing at altitude, I don't want to say it messes up your game, but it doesn't help. It doesn't help. But then what they did was, you know, they said, okay, let's find a way to change the date on the calendar. And they did. Went to July. Um, Which it, is. Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. Right in Halfway between. Halfway between two opens. And that was not good <laughs> either. And the way it was supposed to be on the schedule was, it was the week, the week after the International was the Western Open in Chicago which while the Western Open is not a major, it's considered a major tournament because it's in Chicago with major sponsorship dollars out of Chicago. 
So there are a whole host of reasons why it did not succeed. The interesting thing is this tournament, the BMW, which is part of the World Golf Challenge, is actually the the successor to the Western Open. Because the Western Open doesn't exist anymore. Right. This is the Western Open. It just gets moved around every year. And it was a huge tournament at the time. It was. What Uh, was the Chicago area event? The the Western Open. Yes. Major, it was a, you know, it was a major market tournament. Right. I'll tell you an interesting story. Uh, So back in, uh, by the way, this, this should tell you all you need to know about one reason why uh, they had a difficult time getting people to play at the international, specifically Tiger Woods. Yeah, Phil Mickelson played it. Vijay Singh played it. But they didn't get the best of the best out there. You know who the last champion was at uh, the international? I'm looking it up. Dean Wilson. Yes. Who? Yeah. Dean Martin? Dean Wilson? The last Dean Wormer? The last six champions were Tom Pernice Jr., right. Rich Beam, Davis Love the Third, Rod Pampling, Retief Goosen, Dean you. Wilson. I could only identify two of those right. six. Right. All right, I'm gonna tell you a, yeah. a funny little story. So they canceled it in two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. I happened to be downtown one night uh, having dinner with my ex-wife. And I was outside. uh, We were getting ready to have dinner, and I was outside on the sidewalk. I was having a cigarette outside. And this is the only time in my life I can honestly tell you this was a bonus for smoking cigarettes. (laughs) So I'm standing out there, and I see a bunch of people out there. And we just start talking. And I said to this guy, why are you in town? And he said, oh, I'm in town. Uh, I'm in town for a press conference tomorrow. I said, oh, really? Well, what's the press conference? He said, oh, it's going to be over at Castle Pines. So what's your name? I think he told me his last name was Vickers. Ha! <laughs> I said, oh, really? I said, what's the press conference? I didn't tell him what I did for a living. Yeah. I said, so what, what's the press conference about? He said, we're canceling the international tomorrow. Oh. First phone call I made, Fox 31 News Desk. I have a story for us. Yes. And that's how you broke the story, huh? I'm the one who broke the story. Yep. Because I happen to be smoking a cigarette at that time. Like you said, only time it's been a positive. Only time it's been a positive. (laughs) Only time. Oh, my gosh. Is that unbelievable? If you ever write a a, a memoir, you got to include that. I think it was one of Jack Vickers' sons. Yeah. And he didn't even realize who he was saying it to. Because for me, when I talk to people, I don't tell them what I do. I I never tell them what I do. Why would I do that? Yeah. And not because I'm looking to get information. I just don't, I would never be the guy, oh, I'm on television. That's just not the way I roll. Um, so we know why the international did not succeed. But if, but if we're talking about getting another tournament, think about this for a second. There probably would have been hope there'd be a tournament after the BMW in 2014. Mm-hmm. Took 10 well, years. 10 years. 10 years. I mean, I th- look, I, th- I think a goal for for Colorado as a golf state, it should not be to get a tournament back every year. It should be, how do you get Colorado courses in the rotation for majors? And we've seen, for example, um, the Broadmoor has hosted the U.S. Senior Open, right? Yes. Yes. That's a great course. It is a great course. You have, and this is going way back, but Cherry Hills, used to be a fairly frequent and regular U.S. Open destination. Right. So it's not that Colorado lacks great courses, championship caliber courses. How do you find a way to where 
every decade, I mean, not that the BMW isn't big, right. but every decade, you ought to be able to have at least one of the U.S. Open or the PAGA Championship taking place in Colorado. Right. That needs to be the concerted goal of the go- of of the golf bigwigs in this state. Right. Because I mean, it's and the, the U.S. Open in particular does, for the most part, look toward major markets. They like to they like to play at courses that are not too far from New York. Seattle. I mean, they've played, you know, right there in in San Francisco, right at at the at the Olympic Club. They've that needs that I think should be the focus here. Not get not getting a regular tournament, but getting one of the majors back here. Because I mean, I shoot. I think the last PG, non-senior or like or men's major. I mean, probably uh, was that the the open the last open they had in Cherry Hills. I think it was back in the eighties. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. I don't, I, I don't have that on top of my head, but that needs to be the focus. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Well, there could be one more team from the NHL joining the Avalanche in the second round tonight, and which one seed division leader is at the greatest risk of being bounced in the first round in the Stanley Cup playoffs? We'll talk about that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, I feel like I'm a DJ in the 1950s. Welcome back to K-Rock in L.A. I like that. That's pretty good. You ever you ever, you ever do a show in your full uh, DJ voice? Do what? Do a full show in your DJ voice. Is that a DJ voice? A little bit, yeah. Or you want to do a broadcaster voice? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Kauffman Stadium as the Yankees are taking on the Kansas City Royals. I'm Denny White. I think that's a, di- that's a great voice. But I think that's a different voice than like the DJ, like the, the hyper DJ like you did, right. or like the Casey Kasem right. voice. Or I could do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Felsham Field as the Colorado Buffaloes are going to take on the Nebraska Cornhuskers in their 70th meeting, and the Buffaloes have lost 69 of them. You know, there was a time when that sort of thing wasn't true. Was true. No, it wasn't when they were actually good. Right. Yes. Right. From like 89 yes. to like 94, they you, were really good. You know, you you told me, you mentioned this earlier this week, that one of the reasons that you came out here, one of the things you really look, look forward to covering was CU football back when they were good. I was. And yep. um, you know what my first CU experience was? What? Covering Gary Barnett's firing. Hey. Right. Anyway. And I go on. I yeah. grilled Mike Bone. I didn't know Mike at the time. Yeah. I didn't know Mike at the time. Obviously, Mike didn't take it personally. Well, I will tell you, and I'll be <laughs> I'll be very brief on this. So every year, CU has a 
has a big golf tournament called the Saudi Classic, and they mm-hmm. do it for the media and for the players, and right. or not for the players, but for the coaches and sponsors and yada, yada, yada. So I talked to Dave on the phone. This is when I was at Fox 31, and I said to him, I would love to play, but I would like to play with Mike Bone. I had not talked to Mike mm-hmm. since I skewered him at this press conference. Right. And I was brand new on the job. I was here maybe a month or so. Mm-hmm. So people mm-hmm. are thinking, who the hell is this guy yeah. with this attitude? Because the media here isn't necessarily soft, but they don't ask hard-hitting questions. So Dave Platty said to me, I'll, I'll pair you up with Mike Bone. And so I'm walking to the first tee. And Mike says very loudly, so this is the blank hole that I'm playing with? (laughs) Now, he said in a joking way. Yeah. And he and I became very fast friends after that. Yeah. After 18 holes of golf, he and I became fast friends. And when he got let go at CU, he gave me the exclusive interview. Mm -hmm. That's where our relationship. That's pretty cool. That's our relationship. Without... I want to tell you about McKenzie Law. I worked with uh, Dan and his staff uh, a while back, and I got to tell you, it was a fantastic experience. I absolutely needed to get my estate plan done, my living will done. He answered all of my questions, and I had lots of them. He was patient with me. And once the process was over, I felt so good about what I did with him. Not only that I needed to get it done, but the fact that I worked with Dan made me feel so confident that I did the right thing. With that, I know we've been talking about CU. Let's bring in the Michigan man, Dan McKenzie. How are you, my friend? I'm good. You know, that year that they won the national title, Uh and it looked like they were not going to do it because Rajiv Ishmael ran that kickoff back, or it was I think it was a punt actually back, and that was, of course, the player who ran two kickoff returns back against Michigan. So when that got called back and Notre Dame did not have its way, yep. I was still pretty happy about that, even though it was CU. Well, I know CU fans were very happy about that game in the big house with Michael Westbrook and Cordell Stewart, too. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They I still are. Sometimes. It's still talked a lot. Uh, it brings uh, It comes up a lot in my life. I bet it does. With that, uh, let's talk about estate plans and wills and living wills. And I think a lot of people think, hey, I could do this on the cheap. What do I need Dan for? I'll just go to LegalZoom. You'll get it done. But the question is, how thoroughly are you going to get it done with LegalZoom as opposed to working with you? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple issues there. I mean, one is um, this is one of the classic uh, situations where you really don't know what you don't know. Um, They will ask you questions, and you will answer them, but you might not know what other questions could have been asked or what other things could have been done. They've really got to fit you in a pretty tight um, scenario there. So um, it's not good for dealing with anything outside a very basic situation, in my opinion. And then the second part of the whole thing that a lot of people are not focused on, they're focused on getting the document drafted, they got their will in place, they're very excited, they feel like they've done something, and they have, but there's a second part to it, which is actually lining up your assets and making sure that they are coordinated. You know, the asset titles line up with what you want to do, the designated beneficiary instructions line up with what you want to do, and, um, you know, the website uh, form tools out there don't advise you on that very well at all. So that's a huge part of our process is making sure we go over that and that it all is coordinated. And uh, so we think that that is critical. You have a will that says, leave everything equally to my kids. Well, you know, how do we do that? What if the house is, I mean, sometimes one of them is living in the house. Sometimes an account is titled with one of them. And like people just don't think through like those kinds of things. I'm guessing there are some people listening to the show right now or watching on Mile High Sports thinking, what do I need to listen to this segment for? I'm single. 
Mm-hmm. Why should they be listening to this segment? You know, uh, it's important for everybody, of course, but what I really focus on with single people is actually um, the incapacity stuff. So, like, if you're getting medical care during your lifetime, I mean, even people who are married, like spouses, can run into some real barriers in situations where somebody's getting medical treatment. And uh, whether a hospital or a bank or anyone else is going to be willing to deal with you if that spouse is not available for whatever reason. And um, so getting that, that component done is is um, even more critical for single people because they're not going to – your brother or sister or parents even can't just walk into the hospital and say, hey, we're, we're his family. We're here to you know direct his medical care. Um, the hospital is going to be real nervous about that if it's not documented. Okay, at the very least, living will. I don't even think people know what that means. Hey, I'm living. What do I need a will for? <laughs> right? It's confusing because there's wills, there's living wills, and there's living right. trusts. So there's all these overlapping terms. But the living will – those are the most famous probate cases ever, right? I mean, like everyone thinks like estate planning is about money, but the living will is actually about like the end of life type stuff. If you're right. in a situation that is just not going to resolve uh, their, you know, the, the, for lack of a better term, the document says postponing the moment of death. That's what they're doing. And that's all they're doing. You know, would you want them to keep doing that or not? And like I say, when those cases um, get controversial, um, you've got protesters outside your hospital. You might be on the evening news. I mean, it really ramps up uh, big time. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can call us at 303-578-2745 or go to themckenziefirm.com. My Michigan man, yeah. as I've said many, many times, it is the best university in the country when you combine academics and athletics, and I'm not so sure it's close. I appreciate that. Well, I'm saying that because you're on with me right now, <laughs> and then I'm going to bash the Wolverines uh, when, we, when, when you hang up, up the phone. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Have a great day. All right. Talk to you later. See you, pal. Time Bye. now for the uh, final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, NHL playoffs this evening, only three games, because as you guys discussed earlier, the Avalanche are waiting for the winner of Blues Wild. The Penguins at the Rangers, game five, as Pittsburgh holds a 3-1 to one lead. That game starting soon here on ESPN. Capitals at Panthers, tied at two games apiece at 5.30 p.m. on ESPN2. And then Stars at Flames, 7.30 on ESPN. Do the Penguins join the Avs as the second team to advance to the second round? And which division winner is at greater risk of a first-round exit, Florida or Calgary? I think the Rangers stay alive. They stave off elimination. Because of goaltending. Yeah, exactly. Although their, their goaltender got shelled. But I think the Ra- if they're back at home. I think they'll get the win yeah. here in Game 5. Uh, even after winning in overtime, I think Florida should still be very concerned. Right. They were, and, and they're, the Caps over the course of the series are outplaying the Panthers, and that they it could easily be 3-1 right now. Um, just depends on, it's it's a momentum thing. What momentum did the Panthers get from basically staring a 3-1 deficit in, in the face and uh, pulling themselves uh, back from the brink of that? That's, that, that's what will determine uh, who wins tonight. 
Anything else, or should we just hit a break? What do you think? Um, yeah, let's take it to a break. Okay, good idea. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, here's the deal, man. You can walk into any store. You can try out the appliances before you buy them. If you've never actually cooked on an induction stove, it's something that I have. It's unbelievable. If you've ever cooked on a Viking range, something that I've not done, uh, you know, consistently, that thing is awesome. You have the opportunity to do that at Mountain High Appliance. You walk into the big box stores. If you said to somebody, hey, can I try out one of these ranges? They look at you and say, I think you're in the wrong place. We don't do that here. They do do that at Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break. We haven't heard from John Elway about the Broncos trading for Russell Wilson. What did John have to say? That's next. Peace, pain, or peace, pain, take this country. Come take me home again. God, been smiling. 